Welcome to the Isekai Pod. My name is Matt, and I am Isekai Trash. I love it so much, I watch everyone I can, and very, very rarely do I not completely love them. So come along, let me share my overflowing love for the fantastic, the wonderful, the truly impossible Isekai genre. Sword Art Online, Einkrad Arc. It's produced by A1 Pictures, and in North America and various other places, it's licensed by a whole bunch of people. It's kind of a big deal. The first season aired from July 8, 2012 to December 23, 2012. Uh, source material was is uh, light novels by Reki Kawahara, illustrated by Abek, I guess. So uh, broad strokes on the uh, plot here. Uh, is that in 2022, a virtual reality massively multiplayer online role-playing game, a VR MMORPG, called Sword Art Online is released. With the Nerve Gear, a helmet that stimulates the user's five senses via their brain, players can experience and control their in-game characters with their minds. Both the game and the Nerve Gear were created by Akihiko Kayaba. On November 6th, 10,000 players log into SAO's mainframe cyberspace for the first time, only to discover that they are unable to log out. Kayaba appears and tells the players that they must beat all 100 floors of Ironcrad, a steel castle which is the setting of Sword Art Online, if they wish to be free. Those who suffer in-game deaths or forcibly remove the nerve gear out of game will suffer real-life deaths. One of the players named Kazuto Kirigaya and his... Uh, Online name is Kirito, which is a, a combination of Kazuto and Kirigaya, but, you know, Kirigaya, Kazuto, Kirito, is one of 1,000 testers in the game's previous closed beta. With the advantage of previous VR gaming experience and a drive to protect other beta testers from discrimination, he isolates himself from the greater groups and plays the game alone, bearing the mantle of Beater, a portmanteau of beta tester and cheater. So anyway, we're going to cover the Aincrad arc. Because the story is kind of vast, and there's a lot going on, and so it makes the most sense to break this into arcs and kind of go from there. Um, okay, so episodes 1 through 14 is in the first season uh, takes place in the game Sword Art Online. So this arc is, is referred to as the Aincrad arc, because the Steel Castle is Aincrad, blah, blah, blah. I think it's safe to say, and I think the majority of the anime community might agree with me on this point, that if you only watch these first 14 episodes and then stop, you may well see Sword Art Online as one of the greatest shows ever to grace your eyeballs. Universally, the following arcs are disliked. Spoiler alert, I like them, but I'm isekai trash, like I said. But I can see where everyone else is coming from. So anyway, let's talk about this first arc. We're introduced to the Nerve Gear and Kirito, who is a beta tester for this hot new game coming out today, Sword Art Online. He logs into the game. He's very excited to be back in the world and at Aincrad, where the game where the game takes place. He really, really enjoyed the beta test. He's 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 jazzed. So he's in the game. He teaches a dude named Klein some of the basics, and a few hours later, they realize that they cannot log out. Kayaba, the creator of the game, appears and tells everyone that they will die if their health bar drops to zero, like actually die, or if their helmet is removed in the real world, actually die. Panic. I mean. People be dying. So anyway, to get out, they need to clear all 100 floors of Aincrad. So we fast forward, and we do a lot of fast forwarding, because they're in the game for like, anyway, we'll get there. Uh, so we fast forward a month, and 2,000 players were already dead. 2,000 players are dead. We're a month in, 2,000 players are dead. D-E-D. -E anyway, 
The players organized to take on the boss of the first floor. Wow, one month. One month in, and they're taking on the boss of the first floor. So, yeah, they need to get serious. Anyway, this is where Kirito meets Asuna. They team up in this raid. The organizer of the raid dies, and Kirito defeats the floor boss, earning him the nickname of Beater, which is a combination of cheater and beta tester. The other players are now distrustful of Kirito. He joins a guild of people who all have levels much lower than his. Uh, they have some fun adventures. You really get to know him. He gets to know him. Everything's going well. You know, they're having a good time, palling around, you know, going on quests. You know, he's he's enjoying this guild life. You know, he played solo for so long. He's like, why not? Let's Let's be in a guild. I'll help some other people out. So, anyway, they go to the 27th floor. While they're the leader of the guild goes to buy them all a house to live in. So a lot of players in the game are just they're just trying not to die because they know if they die in the game they're dead. And they don't want to die. You know, they're not they're not warriors in real life. They're not fighting monsters in real life. This is this is a game world and they gotta fight monsters with real stakes. So a lot of people are just trying to peacefully live in the game. They're like, Well, this is life now. You know, as long as we don't die, I guess it's cool. So Anyway, while on the 27th floor, the gang goes and they're they're exploring some kind of dungeon. You know, just, just checking it out. They're not there to like really do anything. But anyways, they see a, um, a treasure chest. And before Kirito can stop them, they open it. And that triggers a trap. The doors close. You know, they're trapped in this room. Monsters surround them. And all but Kirito die. It's wicked emotional. He's like, he's watching. He's helpless. He can't stop them all from dying. They're, they're low level. And they've set off this trap. Anyway, Kirito survives. He goes and tells the leader and watches helpless as the leader commits suicide from having lost his entire guild. He just, like, steps off a balcony or something. I don't remember. But he dies. He kills himself. He's overcome with sadness and grief. So anyway, Kirito has to come to terms with this whole thing now. So he goes to the 34th, 35th floor and defeats a secret boss to get an item that can revive a dead player. So uh, he ends up giving it to Klein because it only works in the 10 seconds following death. So he, he doesn't know that. He finds it out, and he's like, well, this is worthless. I wanted it to revive those, you know, the, at least one of them. So anyway, uh, Kirito meets Silica, who wants to revive her familiar that just died. So Kirito agrees to take her to the 47th floor to get an item that can do that thing. We learn about orange players. So there's a little icon, a little cursor above uh, player heads, and if it's orange, they've been committing crimes. And red players, who have been uh, committing murder. I mean, what the actual F? People die for real, and people in this game are killing people. Anyway, they get the item. They are attacked by a guild of orange players who Kirito, turns out, has been after to arrest. Like, he's, like, taking on sheriff duties. I don't know. And he knows about these orange players. He's just trying to clean up, you know, because he's, he's really, really good at this game. He's got super great skills. He was, a, he was a beta tester. He's a beater. It is what it is. But anyway, he whoops him. On the 56th floor, we meet back up with Asuna, who is with the front group that is actively working to clear the floors. You know, get everybody out of this thing. Kirito argues with her about a strategy. Uh, a few floors later, they have dinner together. Then there's a murder mystery involving some internal politics and feelings of a small guild. It's all very interesting, but doesn't really matter much. But we do now meet Laughing Coffin. And as a side note, in the Japanese, the Japanese like to shorten names cutely. You know, Pokemon is pocket monsters. Anyway, and so Laughing Coffin is constantly referred to as Laugh Cough. Laugh Cough. Let that sink in. It's great. It's a great joke. But anyway, it's hilarious, and we lose that in English, and it's very sad. Uh, anyway, Laughing Coffin is a player-killer guild. Again, what the F? Kirito and Asuna chase them off. 
So later we are on the 74th floor where Asna's friend, a blacksmith named Lisbeth, who is shocked to learn that Kirito's sword is strong enough to, ve- to defeat her strongest sword. <laughs> Asna convinces Kirito to team up instead of playing solo. A little bit of romance finally showing through. Some uh, rando dude challenges Kirito to duel to see who can best protect Asna. As if. You know, as if she needed protecting one and also, it's Kirito, what are you doing? Come on. Uh, So this is like Kundil or something, and he's actually kind of a bad guy. But he's part of Asuna's guild, and, you know, he's not real cool with Kirito just showing up and not being part of the guild and hanging out with Asuna and, like, protecting her, whatever. So anyway, Kirito spanks him. Uh, Asuna is second in command of the Knights of the Blood Oath. That's the guild. Uh, They discover the boss room of the 74th floor. Uh, Asuna and, and Kirito, they're out scouting, and they discover the boss room. Uh, they don't want to fight it alone. They they know better, so they back out, and they run into another team that's in the dungeon heading towards the boss, and they're like, hey, don't don't go in there. We're, we're about to come. The Knights of the Blood Oath, we're going to go get them. We could all do it together. You know, this isn't a glory thing. You know, just just wait. Uh, you know, but that, that group, they, they go in anyway. Kirito, Asuna, and Klein go after them. Too late. The door closes. Once Once a group goes in, the door slams shut. And so when the door reopens, uh, Kirito, Asuna, and Klein are like, whoa, the leader's dead. Uh, and his entire team is, like, badly hurt. So the three of them charge in, charge the boss, and Kirito, you know, he's backed into a corner. They're getting beat. Um, so he's forced to reveal his secret technique of dual wielding, and which is unheard of. People are like, how are you wielding two swords? It's weird. Anyway, it's a super, super cool skill that apparently only he has. Neat. Um, So he defeats the boss. Kirito, super, super skilled. Like, he's a beater for sure. Not a cheater, but he is a beater. He beats. Uh, He's just really, really good. So the leader of the Knights of the Blood Oath, Heathcliff, is intrigued by Kirito and challenges him, saying if Kirito loses, he will join them. So he's like, let's duel. You know, I'm pretty pretty BA. You seem pretty BA. Pretty OP. Uh, If I beat you... You join my, my guild. So, uh, Kirito ends up getting beat by Heathcliff. Uh, you know, you'll understand soon. Uh, and he joins him. So, one of the members of the Knights, that Kundil dude, is actually in Laughing Coffin. And uh, he sets up this whole deceitful thing with to kill Kirito. Uh, Heathcliff orders him to go out on, like, a um, skills assessment. So, he takes Asuna with him. And, you know, he's with a couple of the other Knights. And they're going to go out and, you know, do some monster battling or dungeon thing. Whatever. Just to assess Kirito's skills. Um, but really, Kundil is there, and he's like, I'm going to poison this dude, paralyze him, and kill him. And it's going to be great. And probably going to steal Asuna and Raper, because this show gets dark. It's wild. I mean, I mean he doesn't do those things, but he's probably going to. I mean, we can we can probably read into that. Anyway, Kirito's really good, so he's able to overcome the situation somehow, some way. And it's uh, super trying, so Kirito, you know, they almost die. For sure, but Kirito is able to break free. Asuna is able to figure some stuff out. She goes after him because she's been tracking him. Oh, no, he she doesn't go with him, but she's tracking him because, like, you know, they've partied or whatever so she can see where his thing is, and she can see the status effect, and she's like, oh, what is happening? So she rushes out there to help. Um, he's, you know, able to come through. Anyway, they, they everything works out, uh, but... The, the emotional stress of that whole situation, almost dying and things like that, uh, they get married, Kirito and Asuna, online married, you know, like fake married, I guess, whatever. Uh, it's wild. Um, so anyway, uh, Heathcliff's like, yeah, you guys can go off on a honeymoon. So they go down to like the 22nd floor, 
Um, and they meet Yui, who's like an AI from the game, whose original intention was to help players out, like give them hints, tell them how to do things. Uh, but the core of the game, you know, Kayaba is like, this is this is real now, mothers. And so um, she's she's been told not to help players and stuff like that. And so she's kind of rebelling, and they're trying to lock her down. I don't know. It's a whole thing. But anyway, uh, Kirito's able to, like, change her into a game item so that she's safe and uh, gives her to Asuna. But she's like an AI. Pretty cool. She 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 becomes she hangs out for the rest of the entire series. So even after we're out of SAO, we go into AO, AOL, A ALO, whatever ALO, and and you know she she hangs out. So anyway, some random easy stuff goes down on the twenty second floor where they're having their honeymoon. We spend like three episodes on the honeymoon adventure. Like they go fishing, and there's some monsters, villagers. Nothing really hardcore is happening. They're just kind of having an easy time, just you know living life enjoying their time together you know they just got married um you know romance stuff Woo. i mean this show has everything it's wild anyway heathcliff calls him back he's like yo we found the boss room on the 75th floor uh boss has killed a guild of 20 members so we need to go in there and, and do some stuff we're losing we're losing lots of people up here so come on back so they go to fight the boss it's the skull reaper it's pretty pretty ba but anyway the long battle, hard battle, bippity bobbity boopity boo. They defeat the boss, of course they do. Uh, Kirito, in the meantime, while they're fighting this boss, he's deducing that Heathcliff, he's 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 actually Kayaba, and he's the boss of the hundredth floor because he sees like no damage can be done. He's got like immunity to damage, and he's like, well, that's not, it's not normal. You can't have that. That's not a skill in this game. So he calls him out, and Kayaba's like. All right, well, we could fight here. I was gonna, I was gonna wait to reveal myself until we made it to the hundredth floor. I was having fun with you guys. We were gonna keep, we were gonna keep fighting through these floors. We were gonna get to a hundred, and I was gonna be like, "Yo, dog, I'm the final boss!" Ha ha! Boom! Surprise! We're just like, I guess we can do this here on the seventy-fifth floor. So they fight. Uh, Kaiba kills Kirito, and he somehow like revives himself. He's like, "Oh, uh, I don't accept this death." Boom! And he comes back. Uh, Asuna wiggles her way in there somehow. Pippity poppity. But anyway, he kills Kaiba. So the world starts to crumble, you know, they've defeated the game, people are being released, they're floating on some sort of platform, Kayaba's explaining everything to Kirito, he's like, oh, I did this because I wanted to, you know, this world to mean something, and blah blah blah, and blah, you know, philosophical stuff, who cares. Um, but Kirito awakes, he's in a hospital, most of the players were transported to hospitals so they could be kept alive, they're not... They've been in the game for like two years, they're not like eating, so they had to be hooked up to like IVs, so their bodies could be kept alive. It's a whole freaking thing. So anyway, he wakes up. You know, he manages to get out of bed somehow. That's definitely not happening in the real world, but whatever. And he goes to look for Asuna. And that's 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 where we end up, season one. It's, it's it. Well, that arc of season one. That arc that is just so brilliant. It's so great. It's so wonderful. It's dark. It's gritty. It's fun. It's an adventure. Kirito's, you know, OP, but not so OP that you're like, well, this isn't fun. There's conflict for sure. You know, he goes on adventures. He does things. There's emotional development. It's got everything you could want. And we're only 14 episodes into season one. So see you for the second arc. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Isekai Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Isekai Pod. 
Find us online at isekaipod.com. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You'll hear from me again real soon. Unless you get trapped in a parallel world. Sayonara. Sayonara.